0: Welcome, everyone, to the .NET MAUI podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with the latest and greatest in .NET client development. We'll talk about some Azure, some Visual Studio, some Blazor, and, of course, .NET MAUI. And we're back from summer vacation. I'm Matt Sokup.
1: (laughs) I'm James Montemagno. And I'm David Ortno. And it's warm everywhere in the world. Very hot. everywhere.
2: Although my Apple Watch keeps telling me it's like 50 degrees outside because it cannot retain the location i don't know uh, what's going on well, but where I, is it 50 uh, that's uh, the question uh santa clara california uh, oh, which who knows i mean i don't know what is that the default for apple i don't know
1: yeah you think it'd be cupertino which would be also probably hot right now
2: uh yeah i guess maybe i don't know maybe. i was in redmond recently it was uh, it was very beautiful very nice sunny you know so it's warm in the sun cool in the shades that kind of weather Mm -hmm. you never get that here in Missouri. So
1: I lived in Arizona for a long, long, long long time. Right. And you know, just a tree, a palm tree. I mean, it makes Mm -hmm. a drastic difference. There's a, a wonderful, I think it was a Vox video talking. I think it was Vox, maybe it was vice. And talking about the heat differential, actually in Phoenix, they they put it there and they had all these heat map grids of, you know, different areas that had trees and growth and all this stuff. And it was like a 20 to 30 degree difference, which has all sorts of rippling side effects in general of quality of life of all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's wild. How much trees are amazing? You know, and then you see, you know, new construction. You're like, where'd all those trees go? Don't then they then they, they plant these tiny little trees. I'm like, no, give me the old growth. I'm right. getting older. I want I'm getting older. I need the old <laughs> growth trees. They've already grown. You know, I'm growing with them. I don't need those young, scrappy trees in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So long as they're not falling on your house, right? That is true. I do have a big tree. It's a it's a juniper and it's like in a fork. Maybe we talked about this on the podcast, but it's like this, like a V-shape, right? Mm. And I am terrified of trees too Ter- mm. i mean i'm terrified as a as a homeowner and a renter before that i've always been terrified of water water is the scariest thing in the entire world just because <laughs> water can just it mess up anything right oh yeah oh yeah water and then trees i would say those are like the two biggest concerns like big trees well <laughs> i mean electricity that's fine fire okay. i mean game over at that point <laughs> but like a tree you know and water like water you, you get drippage my my good friend john galloway poor jack he had a drip a water drip in his kitchen mm-hmm. tore out his entire kitchen he's got right. no more kitchen anymore it's gone because one pipe boom it's 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 absolutely terrifying and then a tree look at the, it's a beautiful tree i'm like Is i said healthy. they had like 14 arborists come out mm-hmm. and i'm just like and they all are just like, oh, like here's the cost to 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 chop it down. I don't want to chop it down. Is the tree healthy? Like, oh, it's it's healthy. Then like, why would I want to chop it down? And they're like, oh, it's going to cost you more to make it look good and put a little right. <laughs> damn. I'll, I'm like, keep the tree. I'm getting rid of the tree. Anyways, there's a there's a beam, not a beam, but there's a basically a, think of it as like a belt strap that holds the two of them together. So if for some reason um, one of the the tree things is compromise mm-hmm. it falls into itself so you know mm-hmm. in general
2: it's like a tree corset got it's,
1: it yeah it's like a tree it's like a tree seat belt strap it's that's like a seat belt. belt it's like a it's like a belt for the tree that's what it's a tree belt mm-hmm. corset seat belt situation going on <laughs> anyways that's trees in in general but
2: yeah sure like well, you you know I have no, no decent segue, but you know where the weather is always beautiful. The breeze is always refreshing. Uh, San Diego. How about about Maui? Oh my gosh, San Diego um, can get too hot. Like you don't even want to water your yard in San Diego. That costs too much. Put you on the water rations and whatnot. So, uh, let's cover some Maui updates, shall we? Well see, I was i see water. I was going with the water theme.
1: It's a, the Maui, it's surrounded by ocean. Yes. Oh well.
2: Let's Which let's is surf not terrifying. I've
1: jumped, I've jumped into that ocean.
2: It's very nice. I learned a scuba uh in Maui. So that was Oh wow. I spent a lot of time under the water when I was in Maui.
0: Have you been to Maui, Matt? I have been. It's been years but I have been uh, Maui. I learned to scuba dive in Madison, Wisconsin. So I could see like two feet in front of me. <laughs> so completely different, completely with, different with scenario. A bunch of walleye and whitefish
2: surrounding yeah, you. Yeah. It's yeah. so bad and, for people that carp. learn to do that and in the, <laughs> the lakes and the ponds. Yeah. Oh boy.
1: Well, what's your what favorite mean?
2: Island? You guys have a favorite? Kona. Kona. I, I like big
0: Island.
1: Okay. Yeah. I like
0: the big Island too. With the volcano. You can that was get my first there. Island. Yeah. <gasps> I okay. went
1: back recently and I saw the bi- I saw the volcano at night. You go All back right. into the national park, Volcano National Park, and mm-hmm. just the, the lava, it's just flowing. You bring binoculars. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, Maui's up there. <laughs> Maybe number three for me, but number yeah, one, me, UI framework.
2: Yeah. Number one UI it, framework, David. It fit, it fit the bill. We were able to put words to letters and make <laughs> some sense from it. Yeah, so- <laughs> Hmm. What are the cool updates? Well, here we are in July. Let's see. We GA'd in May, and uh, we have been shipping monthly service releases. And now that we are approaching GA of 17.3 Visual Studio on Windows, we are kind of in a weekly cadence here, if anybody has noticed. You're getting weekly prompts now in your preview channel uh, to update. So we have actually shipped three service releases of .NET MAUI now, wow. service release for. It will be going out very shortly. And these are uh, you know, all bug fixes, uh, improving the hot reload experience, uh, some of the tooling fixes that are super important around the Apple um, authentication, Apple account uh, provisioning sync that you do inside of Visual Studio so that you can use features like hot restart so that you can code sign your apps for distribution and things like that. Um, And then we've also been working on, though this hasn't appeared yet, uh, publishing from Visual Studio. So uh, you can, of course, archive your mobile applications easily. But what about that uh, beautiful right-click experience uh, for distributing, publishing your Windows app that is coming? Um, So in really the biggest news, the stuff that I really wanted to highlight today is around the ecosystem. Um, So we're in this phase post-GA of bug fixing and improving the quality in general of the SDK. But really, this is the phase where we're looking to see libraries and services updating to support .NET MAUI um, because, you know, having a healthy, strong, vibrant ecosystem is one of the key ingredients to having. You know, uh, creating a, a lovable, delightful developer experience. So some of those that I've noticed recently, and I've been including them in my weekly roundups. Sentry for your crash reporting and monitoring. Google Maps, there is a library Nougat package out there for Android and iOS. Uh, so Sharp views, this one's really cool. I mean, you can, of course, do all the Skia Sharp things you need to be able to do. But Matthew Leibowitz from our engineering team uh, had the brilliant idea. I'm going to give him the credit for it. Maybe it was Jonathan Dick. I don't know whose brilliant idea it was. To see what we couldn't do about uh, having SkiaSharp playback Lottie files. So Lottie is a file format, JSON-based. Uh, where you can take an After Effects file or, or, or an, uh, I almost called it Adobe Flash. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Adobe Animate tool, formerly known as Adobe Flash. Um, and it will export a Lottie file, which describes the animation that you have created. And then you can play it back. Previously, you would need a a native UI library to be a player for it, right? Um, But this does all of the things that that did before, and it uses SkiaSharp, and it works awesome. Uh, Also uh, coming out recently, msal.net for those using Azure AD. B2B, B2C, all the Bs to the things, um, has shipped a fix for the iOS support. I believe they're also continuing to work towards their Mac Catalyst support. So uh, we're getting the the dependencies that we need for authentication, identity, and things like that. Uh, Steema Charts uh, and Syncfusion and Progress, they're all shipping updates to their packages. Steema was one that I noticed uh, most recently shipped. And then I have been waiting for this one for a very long time. The community toolkit, our beloved community toolkit for Maui, has for the longest time had this icon tint behavior where if you have an image or a font icon thing, you can easily tint that image with a color, right? So for your on-off state, you can have one SVG or PNG and then you can colorize it. Uh, well, it hadn't been there in the 1.0 release, but it is there now in 1.1. Um, I don't know what else is in that release. Kind of don't care. All I wanted was the eye content, but I think there's other bug fixes in that release as well. And then uh, Serilog, a logging utility of some kind that I hear about a lot and I have personally never used. Uh, I noticed that that one is now published for .NET MAUI use. So excited to see these things. They're all essential uh, to a lot of applications and uh, we want to make sure that these things are available to developers to enable that upgrade experience where it's needed from Xamarin um, because uh, that's what it's all about. We want you to be on the latest stuff on the new stuff. Mr. Montemagno has raised his hand.
1: Yeah, so one question I get all the time is like, how does this thing ship? You said it ships you know, regularly, mm-hmm. yeah. um, this is how I describe it. And let me know if I'm wrong here, because <laughs> I, I could have been saying this wrong to every single person for the last year, but .NET itself, mm-hmm. .NET, .NET 6, every month there's an update, basically. It's like a patch release, you know, that has bug mm-hmm. fixes and security releases. And inside of that, the workloads also update every month. And then like every three months, there's an update to visual Studio usually, mm-hmm. and that usually has like a bigger dot net release like like dot three hundred dot four hundred dot five hundred mm-hmm. so like there's not new features in there, but I assume maybe there's a new feature in there I don't know, but that the upload the workload would upload update again, and then every year in November there's like a major release in done at seven dot eight dot nine and then like that's like when new features, breaking changes, potentially Just. all this other stuff would come in. Is that right? Am I wrong?
2: <clears throat> yeah, no, that's, that's pretty accurate. Um, so yes, new features will land in new versions of .NET once a year. Um, you'll of course be able to preview them early on. That's, that's not to say that we won't on occasion decide to ship a feature out of band from mm. that, but that is the plan. The plan is is that you'll get new features in seven new features in eight the, uh, and we are in a monthly cadence and, All the SDK bits, and I think this is where it gets more confusing. The SDK bits, yes, they're all part of the .NET SDK. It's an optional workload. Um, MAUI itself has dependencies to iOS, to Mono, to Android, to other pieces of the stack, right? We sit at the very top of the stack. And so... um, like this past release, this most recent release, uh, some of our dependencies did not change, right? So we didn't need to ship a new version of it, and those things were in the six hundred three hundred version band. We call them bands. That's you know, it's just like a folder on your system. But things that had been updated had updated their versions and were shipping in the six hundred four hundred band, which isn't really a problem. Because it's our manifest for Maui that tells you tells m- the Maui stuff which dependencies to pull in, um, but that's that's kind of the flexibility we have is to be able to ship that however we need to with the pieces that have updated or not. All that all that you the developer should really care about is how do I get my Maui? How do I get the latest thing? Right, and so. Um, the the complication uh, that we have right now, or at least that I feel we have right now, is that yes, we are tying very closely to the Visual Studio schedule because we're still completing the GA release of our tooling experiences. So you want that we want to deliver that end to end seamless experience for your hot reload, for your IntelliSense, right, for your live Visual Tree, and all the other things that help make you productive for publishing and all that sort of thing, and those are things that are collaborative between Visual Studio and the SDK. And so while you could only install .NET itself and only use the CLI commands to update to the very latest MAUI, you of course won't get any of the uh, productivity experiences that come with Visual Studio. And then if those two experiences get out of sync, Visual Studio experiencing or expecting one version, but you have moved your .NET install to another version, then that's where things can get weird. And so, uh, and by weird, I mean you suddenly have conflicts and things don't work as expected. So uh, where what you could do on your system right now to kind of accentuate this, um, illustrate it, is if you go to your command line and you do .NET, Workload list, right? It's going to list out all the workloads on your system, or you do a .NET SDK check, and mm-hmm. that tell you all the .NETs on your system. But not only that, it's going to tell you who kind of owns that install. Mm. Tell you, oh, this came from Visual Studio, and so when you try to go delete it or remove it, um, it's going to say, no, nah, you got to you got to remove this from Visual Studio. So uh, I think that's, I mean, I'm kind of going a little f- further than what you were describing, but right now what we encourage everybody to do is to try your best to only update through Visual Studio. When, when a new release of Visual Studio comes out, update that, and in turn, it will update your .NET uh, MAUI workload dependencies. Because mm. if you do some things through CLI and you do some things through Visual Studio, you can get yourself into a world of hurt, which is a place where I live on a daily <laughs> basis because I'm <laughs> testing all kinds of versions of things. But I have all, I've been through the pain, which is probably why I'm talking so much about it right now. And so I want, I want folks to avoid that if they at all can. Now, that, that's the state of things today. I don't know, that's clear as mud, but uh, that's not to say that's exactly where we're going to be because we're certainly hearing from customers, how do I know what version I'm on? How do I control what version am I on uh, of the .NET SDK, of the MAUI piece? How do I do it on a project per project basis? Um, and all those sorts of things. And we are rapidly having conversations across all of our teams to figure out what's the future, what does this need to look like next? Let's let's evolve this, let's iterate on it. Um, we're not in a final state as far as all those things go today. We may end up moving some things out into Nougat packages, like the good old days of Xamarin.Forms, you know, <laughs> but I, I'm referring to it as a good old days. It's kind of funny. Um, but, you know, you get a lot of flexibility from that. So... In general, yes, you were right. And I probably just confused everybody with my explanation.
1: <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. Thank you for that in-depth overview. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, it's good. I think I think that's what I do anyways. It's like I'm literally updating Visual Studio as we speak. And in fact, when I did do .NET workload list, it literally says, hey, Visual Studio kind of owns this thing in here, which is kind of cool. I also just did that other one that you just said, which is SD or .NET SDK uh, check. I have so many .NETs on my machine. <laughs> So Betty, uh, that's what I get for installing everything under the sun. So, so anyways, (laughs) what do we got next? What's, what's, what's on our list next? Uh, yeah, so I've got some roadmap updates for you.
2: Um, so in terms of what's coming up next, uh, we are targeting a GA for windows visual studio in August, um, may or may not coincide with a.net conference, (laughs) Can't make any promises, but that's the plan. Um, And then Mac VS will ship later in the year. So you're going to want to stick with the preview channel for all of those sorts of things. and in terms of releases, I think I already mentioned, you know, we're basically on a, a weekly cadence of shipping bug fixes for the SDKs right now. We are underway on the Xcode 14, the next version of iOS and macOS and Mac Catalyst and tvOS. Um, we have not yet shipped that. So we're getting close. It's probably still several weeks out, um, working through the, you know, updating all of our CI, CD and uh, as well as doing the actual bindings. But that will be coming soon. Um, and then let's see, uh, so, in August, you can look forward to not only new .NET 6 releases from us, but this is where we will uh, plan to ship our first .NET 7 release of MAUI. And so uh, some of you may be thinking, well, why would I care about that? Well, let me tell you some of the cool stuff that's coming in .NET 7. Um, a lot of this stuff is very desktop focused uh, because, you know, of course, having been a, a mobile platform in Xamarin, this is where we need to fill some gaps and, and add some things. And this is directly, uh, based on, uh, feedback from people that have been using the product. So we're going to add right click, gesture, hover, gesture, tool tips. We have a context menu PR right now. Alon Lipton has been working on that and it's looking pretty nice. Um, Title bar customization. Um, This seems to be a really hot one. I was in a meeting earlier today uh, with our our, uh, specialist support engineers. That's a new term. That's not the actual acronym or anything. Um, But uh, they were saying they're getting a lot of questions about how do I customize the title bar space. Um, and so that is uh, some additional, you can do it today. Uh, you, can, you can go into the native APIs and do it, but it's that's gnarly. It's, it's really gnarly. So uh, we're going to make that easier. Uh, setting the window app size, uh, which again, you can do today, but hey, why should you have to? You should be able to set width and height on your, uh, on your, your window itself and have that be the starting point. Um, And then app size and perf is ongoing. Uh, We know we have some room to to improve upon the Windows app size and our startup time across the board, really. Some of our early uh, benchmarks show that uh, we're basically at parity, maybe a little behind on some things, but that's because the AOT and the partial AOT uh, ahead of time compilation is what that stands for, um, was not quite there. And that's where we get the most bang for the buck in terms of startup performance. So, you know, that's that's a pretty awesome list, uh, given that .NET 7 is, you know, November of this year. Some coming of this up. work is already done, or at least the investigations, uh, not already done, already in flight. Some of the investigations have already been done. Uh, so, you know, we'll hit the ground running. But, uh, yeah, that's, .NET 7 uh, going to be coming in hot, fast. But we're on schedule, so no more, no more weird scheduling. We're just .NET scheduling all the way from here on to Eternity. I love it. It's cool because I can see that far and I can make those promises. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's cool just to like, see that list. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. No, it kind of makes sense. Right. Where before it was, you know, impromptu, maybe a feature here, maybe a feature here. Like these feel like major releases and improvements. So it's so cool to see. Yeah. Really awesome.
2: Cool. 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 Um, yeah. So yeah. I think Matt, you had some stuff on visual studio improvements and, and future things.
0: Yeah, for sure. So first one, visual studio a bunch of updates here and the first one is just a uh, is like oh yeah this is kind of cool is now there is a native arm 64 visual studio who would have guessed right i wouldn't have oh i would have totally but <laughs> way back when uh, build time microsoft released an arm 64 computer if you got your hands on one i'm not even sure if that thing's out there to be able to purchase it or not For that was just a uh type of concept yeah Yeah. anyways you can now run arm 64 visual studio all native the maui workload's not native yet i think is it i don't think so but it's coming right
2: we we have some internal releases uh and so that is still there's still work to be done there but it's coming and come soon soon and very soon (laughs) coming in hot (laughs) <laughs> I know. I said that phrase earlier. Now it's stuck in my throat. <laughs> so I switched to soon and very soon.
0: <laughs> um, there's also a brand new uh, VS Mac 17.3 Preview 2 that's out. A whole lot of bugs, fixes there. But what's neat there is um, even though Molly Development was supported in Preview 1 of it, Preview 2 and now there's a whole bunch of file new templates for Molly Development. So you can do... File, new page, content page, or whatever you want. It's all there, making your life much easier when you're developing with uh, developing for .NET MAUI apps. And you can connect your Apple developer account to it as well now. So they're making progress for it as well, heading towards a, a release. Preview 2 is out, though, so you can just go and download it on the preview channels. And it will run side-by-side side with your uh, VS Mac that you have installed for the, we'll call it the main channel, right? So... Everything's cool there. So, but now I want to get into the Visual Studio usability improvements. And so the one, like James said before, he's an old growth tree and so am I. And a little known fact that trees cannot see very well. And a cool improvement that they have in uh, this latest release of Visual Studio is the file dirty indicator on the tabs is a little bit bigger. So now you can see what you actually did or what you need to save. So, you know, where you've been and what you change. And I don't know, that's actually a pretty nice little feature, you know, make it a little bit larger, nice a little accessibility um, change. And another thing, a little keyboard shortcut is you hit control K plus Z. Take a guess what that does. It reopens the last tab. Oh. <laughs> you close a tab and control K Z. What's that on? Uh, what's that in a browser? Is it control K T that does that? Real oh, the last man. tab a, I think I, I think
2: I just hold down Could, command back arrow left you know, arrow um, anyways you
0: can do it in a browser you can do it in visual studio now as well and since we're talking about tabs and um what do you guys use when you're in visual studio use tabs across the top horizontal or use the new vertical tabs James is yeah. indicating across the top, top.
2: minor across the top still too old school retro a lot <laughs> old that. school retro
0: i've went over to vertical tabs yeah james yeah indicating his disapproval you can see so many more though and it's organized a little bit better because it's underneath. like like, it gives you a project heading and you can see a ton Mm -hmm. that all changes in this release of visual studio you have multiple tab rolls now (laughs) oh yes on the the top isn't that cool Mm. yeah so i I don't actually look
2: at my tabs like hardly ever. You just know (laughs) where everything is by feel. (laughs) No, it's, it's control tab. So Uh, control tab gives you that modal that you can toggle between the, between the open files. Right. And it remembers your history because you generally want to be close to where you just were. Rarely are you going to jump completely somewhere else. So for me, it's always control tab or what is it? Control dot control period that takes you to the finder thing or whatever. Yep. So um, I may be mixing up my Windows and Mac. These are the kind of I things don't. you, ha- it's hard to articulate because it's part of your muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: You know? Yeah. I, I, this new feature, which is multiple, so it's in the top, top tabs, multiple rows. And the first time it did it, it threw me off. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I turned it off. Because here's the thing. <laughs> if I, here's the thing. If I have, it's just like Edge or Chrome or whatever browser you're using. Once you can't read the thing, you got too many tabs open. It's time to <laughs> shut it down, right click, close all, start over. Might as well do it. Tool. That's what I, So like, the first thing I did was I went in tools options and, you know, it's, it's your visual studio. You know what I mean? I think it's a nice part. I turned this off immediately. I was like, I cannot handle it. This is too much for me. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm old, old school tabs and windows. No, it's a cool feature. If you do have a lot, I, I would say the, 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 Other tabs, the tabs on the left or on the right, the the vertical ones, instead of horizontal, the left ones, it would make sense for me to use those because I have an ultra-wide monitor. But the problem is that I actually normally snap side by side. So I actually have smaller than 1920 by 1080, right? It's more of like two squares than two, you know, um, rectangles. But anyways,
0: I digress. Spoken like an old growth tree. Don't. Uh, that's me don't Old change Christ. yeah so you'll hate this next one i'm going to talk about this next improvement <laughs> so all right so everybody knows and loves the all in search all in one search right yes where you can search for both commands and within your code you can like search for types or function definitions and everything awesome you can now actually edit your code through the search window all the visual studio functionality is moving up into that search window Pretty soon they'll have tabs in there. It's actually pretty cool. If you mean if you just need to find something, don't want to open a tab for it because that's cluttering your UI and you only have you know so much. You can search for it. You know what the function name is. Go search for it and you can actually change it right in that search window. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty neat overall. I love so, it. Yeah. So that's the news with Visual Studio.
1: Nice. Well, there's a whole bunch of other news that we'll run down real quick Once The first is there's a .NET Conf Focus event on .NET MAUI. And we may have mentioned this ahead of time, but maybe we haven't. Focus. .NET Conf. .NET. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> it is in 19 days from when we record, a.k.a. like 17, 16 days. August 9th, full day of live streaming and a bunch of on-demand Mm-hmm. sessions are going to go live all at the same time on the Donnet youtube all sorts of good stuff here david's going to be there maddie's going to be there i'm going to be hosting the whole thing in Rebin, washington you can see my beautiful hair and my beautiful face on the tv screen for like you know 30 seconds at a time as i introduce <laughs> people that's the most anyone can tolerate but no it's going to be super awesome i'm real excited about it um we've finalized this this, this uh, session's they should be launching soon on the website. I'm real excited about it. Some real deep, you know, mm-hmm. technical stuff as well. So some intro stuff, some medium stuff, some deep technical stuff, something for everyone. So much good stuff. I can't wait. Focus on that. Am I going to be da. able
2: to touch your hair? What's the rule on touching James's hair? Because I will be there with you in the studio. I'm so uh, excited. You can inquire. I can inquire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll have some, you know, I'll have some
1: spray and conditioner for the day, so it should be soft and. Well, I don't know. Maybe, unless there's someone there doing makeup and stuff, and maybe they'll do something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. that I mean, they usually don't. Not for me, anyways. Uh, a few new blog posts. Ooh, super good, Sweaky, the one and only, um, who's amazing. She wrote this amazing blog post on getting started with DevOps and Donna Maui. She breaks down everything you need to know to get started with your provisioning certs, with your key stores, all this stuff for all your different pipelines and both Azure DevOps and GitHub Actions. She walks it down, like setting version numbers, installing the workloads, building, packaging, doing all this stuff. It's the most amazing blog post I've ever read in my entire life. I love it. I love everything about it. And she breaks it all down. So cool uh, in general. And I think there is even... Stuff on the new Maui Samples one as well. There's all sorts of good stuff in there. We've been doing all sorts of builds and just making sure stuff's working on Maui Samples and a bunch of other stuff. So give it a look over there. So much good stuff. Ah, DevOps. Um, I'm excited for that because I need to DevOps my apps real bad. Um, The other one from Pedro Jesus over here, um, who's in Microsoft MVP. I may know Pedro from working on the Community Toolkit and a bunch of other stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, he wrote a blog post on customizing controls in .NET MAUI. is a real cool. And he kind of talks about like what was in Xamarin and Xamarin forms, like how things kind of move over. You know, we don't long, we no longer have like renderers. We have these handlers. So he breaks down how to extend controls and how to bring them into your application and use attached properties and property mappers and all sorts of good stuff. Um, So if you need to create custom controls or looking to add platform behaviors to it, bingo, bango, check it out. It's super cool. Give it a look uh, over on the .NET blog over there. We'll have links in the show notes below.
2: Pedro is a hero. Uh, He is uh, one of the the top contributors to the community toolkit and he's everywhere. And he joins, like we have a, we have a monthly community library maintainer call. He's always there, always there bringing good information and questions and uh, can't say enough good things about the Pedro. Um, So uh, yeah. Did you know about UI July? Did you, have you heard about this? I've seen tweets, seen tweets, beautiful tweets. Uh, Matt, Matthew Goldman, I believe is his name, kind of organized this and, uh, kicked it off. We've, we've done this, we've seen this happen in the past. And what's what I think is awesome about this is I didn't have anything to do with it. You didn't have anything to do with it. It just (laughs) happened. Uh, So that's always super encouraging to see the community uh, stepping up and and creating some noise. But uh, this is essentially, you know, you pick uh, an app, an existing app or an existing app design that's interesting to you. And every, uh, you know, nearly every day of the month or however many people signed up for it, uh, you publish your findings, whether it was a, a video or a blog post or a GitHub repo. So I've seen some cool stuff like uh, uh, there's like a planet app where it's kind of cool planets rotating and doing some animation. I've seen a Discord clone. I think there was an Outlook clone. Um, and there's there's quite a few more uh, so it's really cool to see that I, th- I think I saw one from one of the engineers at Century where it was how do you do a time zone picker control and then uh, they show you how to do that as a separate library for a component and then bring that into your Maui application so I thought it was kind of a little dash of some nice uh, organizational wisdom there so uh, check that out we'll have the uh, kind of a search that you can do on Twitter in the show notes, and you can get lots of good ideas for how to how to write your Maui apps, plus some nice UI tricks. And
1: if you are building some cool UI, stay tuned for the .NET Focus event because I may have ordered twenty thousand stickers. So let's just say <laughs> that there may be a sticker challenge coming up globally. <laughs> if you're making some cool stuff, John Galloway and I are figuring out. We have so many stickers; it's going to be my entire <laughs> office
2: they're coming tomorrow personally pack and ship them right actually i am
1: i actually am i am i am i've done it's not the first time i've done this i know i know how many stickers have i shipped personally too many to count so um yes that's all happening so stay tuned people stay tuned
0: (laughs) All right, Azure news. Well, that brings us to the Azure news. James is shipping stickers. We'll talk about Azure into the cloud. That's where you're going to ship the stickers, and they'll get the people. All right, one thing I want to talk about here is the Azure Dev CLI. That's my big Azure news of the month, and it's just hit public preview last week, I think. And what this is, is actually super, super cool. As in its name, it is a command line interface, a CLI, and it actually is going to make your life entirely easier when you're trying to deploy applications for the first time. So let's say, David, I wanted to give you like a web API backend so you can spin it up and test your apps with. But it uses a bunch of different things It'll like use Azure SQL. It's going to use you know um, Azure App Service. It's a big pain to get all those spun up in the right order and then deploy the uh, code with, right? Azure Dev CLI takes care of all that as long as you have a GitHub repo. You have a template for it. You just run a command. It's uh, A-Z-D up, Boom. Everything taken care of for you. So it kind of reduces that friction to deploy both the uh, um, apps or the resources and the code all in once. And it'll even create like GitHub Action workflows for you and everything else. Uh, create up like App Insights and monitor your code and everything. So it's a great way to like to create proof of concepts. Like if you go off or like to one of your customers and you just need to spin it up to show show things off or set up individual developer environments or, or whatnot. Super neat. And it's here's the point of it. It's gonna sit above like the uh, Azure CLI. So think about your Azure CLI as like a control plane where you wanna set up like a virtual network or something. But the dev CLI is for like actually doing stuff that developers want. Like I don't know about you, David, but I've never I don't even know what a virtual network is. So I never <laughs> dealt with that, but I have deployed code before. So yeah. that's, where, that's where I'm at.
2: No, I love that. Yeah, I like to yeah. spend time where I know what's going on. And uh, once I get beyond what I know, that's when I call it squeaky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> DevOps.
0: <laughs> and then for the Azure Service of the Month, very similar, but a little bit different. And so it actually kind of gets into what the Azure CLI is, but... What this will do is that it allows you like your IT department, let's say that you are developing the backend for your application and you need a whole bunch of Azure resources, you're writing the code for it. So you need like Kubernetes service or Key Vault, you know, Cosmos, the whole everything out there. But you don't have the full admin control for your Azure environment. You need to rely on IT to do it. So what Azure deployment environments do, and this just hit public preview as well, I believe, is that it allows IT to go through and create this environment for you and for anybody, for like one for James, one for me. And then based on um, identity, so like when you log into Azure, you can actually pick one. You can say, all right, this is my AKS environment, and it'll spin it up for you, and it's only good for like, let's say, 10 days and it'll automatically go away. So it's like this pre-provisioned environment that spins up all the resources that you need. You can go ahead, develop with it, and it goes away. So it's like these pre-canned environments that IT then can control for you. That way you don't like spin up a billion dollars of Azure cost. And uh, it's a way for them to control cost and to control which resources that you are there. And it's kind of cool that you can actually see a big list of curated environments that they created. So I can, you know, I want David's cool environment to do my develop and then, and I can get it. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's the cool service of the month. It's like a bunch of different services, all meta together
2: in a Azure deployment environment. So much happening for a summer month. I tell you.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's go, Indeed. go, go. All right. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm super excited for all of this stuff. Thank you all for tuning in. Matt, David, as always, honor and a privilege and a pleasure on this side of the microphone. Mm -hmm. Stay cool. Stay frosty. Talk to you all next month. Thanks for listening.
2: See ya.